ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Planet Downs, Corongaloo, Culloden and Poverty Knob, just some of the property names that grace mailboxes around our state. But it's the story behind the name that the creator of a rural property atlas says keeps them interested. Today, owners Rosemary and Terry Alec have released their 12th edition, 34 years after it was first printed, an atlas that Terry says was an idea originally born out of necessity. Someone would call up and say, can you come and muster this place at Theodore or something like that, or Wandoan. The property name wasn't anywhere. No one knew what this place was. And then you found out oh, it was a bit cut off a Briglow block and given to a son or whatever. And I just thought, well, I'll have a go. And I got onto a couple of cartographers in the uh, Department of Natural Resources and they decided to give me a bit of a hand for a while. So we just plotted off. We started off by selling a reproduction of an old Robinson pastoral map and that helped pay for the gathering of the new information. And what we did was we went went through phone books and, and found where a property name was in the address string and then we'd send them a letter or whatever we could do. Really? And the same with electoral rolls, uh, radio frequency holders. All of these databases in the old days were, were quite accessible and there was no uh, public uh, privacy act. So we were quite uh, able to, to chew through a lot of information because the, the Queensland government in those days were saying property name is not part of the deeds or title and um, that it wasn't of any interest to them. And then after that, it was uh, it was just a matter of keeping going. And we then went on the show circuit for about 10 years. And what we'd do is, uh, say, 30 agricultural shows in Queensland, and then we'd do 30 different towns the next year. But what happened was, after a while, people knew who I was and where I'd come from and what I was doing, and they had no qualms about telling you any mistakes you've made, and I made a lot. How did you get the property boundaries right, though? Well, people were were quick to correct you about names of stations. How did you then draw the line, literally? Well, especially with the show circuit, you could go into, say, uh, Richmond, Hewenden, Concurry, whatever, and these guys have been there for four generations, and they will pinpoint which block they've got, their neighbour, their brothers and sisters' block, and the whole lot. Um, livestock carers used to be absolute gems because they could tell you absolutely everything. And uh, uh, it was just amazing, um, you know, because you they knew what you were going to do with the information, it made a massive difference. Why do you think people on properties are incredibly proud of their patch of dirt? What do you think that boils down to? They live with a, a type of thing in the back of their minds that, when the, the block was drawn uh, in quite a few cases in the 1945 after the war, um, in ballots and things like that, these guys went through bloody hell, you know. There were no fences in some cases. The waters had to be, be dug out and all the rest of it for building dams. These guys went through incredible hardship. It wasn't really thought of as, oh, the land was given to you. Everyone did their bit to help improve it every year. Everyone keeps at it. Uh, some of the visions that some of these guys live with, just absolutely brilliant. You know, 
but it's not a monetary thing. It's certainly not like that, if you know what I mean. Even the property name is something that was thought of for generations ago and has a specific meaning. Um, a lot of Queensland cattle stations were named after their uh, ancestors in Scotland, Ireland and England. So um, uh, Devonshire and all the rest of it. Properties around Ilfracombe are named after the town of Ilfracombe in England, which is in the West Coast, a little town. It's quite nice too. There are some anyway, real tongue twisters too. Oh, look. No, it's, when you get into Western Australia, they have been <laughs> on a on a bender of alcohol and drugs before they thought up the name. <laughs> but it's got a, at least 12 vowels and you can't, you, you looks like a cat's walked across your keyboard. We shouldn't throw off at them. They're just different, that's all. Only joking. Going back to property names, what are some of the more iconic ones that you are fond of from your years of pouring over atlases? Oh, look, okay, the most common names are Fairview, Riverview, Mountain View. <laughs> the word view is quite quite common. But I just always remember that the ones like Bully Downs and all the rest of it, uh, it's, I think it's a million hectares. Anyway, but it's just when you talk to the people and then you hear that the story behind, uh, that's where the great-grandfather came from and, um, like, whatever, stories of the old six-pound palm and all the rest of it coming from Scotland to Hewenden, could you imagine the, the shock? It'd be like going into a bloody another world, you know, another planet. Where have you sent your books and how far afield have your 11 editions and now to be 12 gone, do you think? Well, one to Iceland, which was a bit weird. <laughs> um, a lot to Florida, um, Tel Aviv, London, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, uh, a lot to South Africa in the earlier days. And uh, what you'll find is uh, as people were, were staying to uh, make a little bit of a migration because of problems within the country, we saw a giant leap as people looked. And what was happening was, uh, for example, we had a South African who looked at properties and when he saw something he liked, he simply videoed the whole thing, then sent the video back to a group in South Africa of families who were looking at it and they'd say yes or no. And uh, it, it was simply gathering the assets and having a future to show the immigration guys that, you know, we, we've got money, we've got assets, and uh, we will certainly do our best when we come to your country. Is it fair to say then that land agents, property agents, are possibly one of your better clients? Yes. Oh, yes. Look, um, we just had an order for 12 wall maps of Australian pastoral stations so this guy can hand them out to his clients, and a law firm took... 10 Queensland war maps to hand out to his better clients. And uh, quite often, I think there was one guy that ordered 92 atlases to hand out to his people. So these sort of things do happen in the commercial world, but um, they're still very popular, the war maps to give people for Christmas because they can sit there for a very long time. You know, as long as these things are out of the direct sunlight, the old paper maps that are laminated, they would stand everything you can throw at them. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the book itself, will the 12th edition still maintain the picture of the windmill with 
a man and his son on the motorbike in front of him? No, that that man is not in man and his son, goodness gracious. <laughs> now, the the windmill is on a property called Amor Downs, south of Longridge, and uh, that's a 32-foot windmill. It's a bloody monster. The guy on the motorbike is my wife's brother, Bruce Humphreys, and the kid on the, the tank of the motorbike is my son, Benjamin Alec. But that picture, I think, is dated about 1980 or something. And uh, it was just always been a, a classic that represented, you know, for us, they were great times. They were absolutely brilliant times. It'll be on uh, the front of every edition that I'll have any control over.